Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. It's Elizabeth Kay, your host of 50 Shades of Kay. And in today's podcast, it's what men are really thinking, the gay edition. I have my friend Bjorn here, and on our show with Wes and Elizabeth during the week, we do a segment called What Men Are Really Thinking, and my co-host Wes McCain, he gives his perspective on all different situations that men, I would say, put us women through, so to speak, but he gives it from the very, very straight man perspective. So I thought, why not bring in my friend Bjorn, gay Bjorn, who (laughs) can give us the gay perspective to some of this, and maybe kind of compare it to what Wes McCain has said. Because there is a little bit of a different perspective, isn't there? I think so. And there are naturally these stereotypes that women want, you know, the gay best friend. Does that does that annoy you? Do you feel like it's a little too stereotype? Yes and no. So obviously, like I have great girlfriends and there is a little bit of truth to the stereotype. Um, The trouble is, like, if you only believe in the stereotype and you don't let it get a little bit deeper and you just think that your gay best friend is only there to shop and tell you how to dress yourself then that's a little bit troublesome. You know, obviously, like, we're all human beings. We're a little bit deeper than just, you know, the shallow, vapid stuff, too. You're exactly right. I mean, even for straight people, all people, we all have different layers to us. And that's kind of what this podcast is about, why it's called Fifty Shades of K, just the different layers that we all have as people when it comes to what we're passionate about, what we care about, what we worry about. We're all very similar in some ways, but we all have different layers to us, too. Totally. So for what men are really thinking, I went back to some of the past emails and Facebook messages that we have received here at The Mix. The most responses and comments that we received was for the question of why do men fall asleep after sex? Wow. Women sent okay. <laughs> women sent that in, and when we when we teased on the show that we were going to be talking about it, we had all these different women comment mm-hmm. on Facebook saying, "Yeah, I wonder the same thing." So Wes had an answer, and I'll get to that in a second. But Bjorn, from the gay perspective, why do men completely just fall asleep and are kind of worthless after messing around? Well, I'm sure there's probably some sort of scientific explanation. Like we don't care know, about whatever. the scientist Bjorn. Um, I would like to just say that we're tired. Hopefully, hopefully we all just did a lot of hard work and, uh, you know, everyone's happy at the end. And then you just want to take a little nap. (laughs) See, Wes McCain said, what else is there to do? That was sort of his response. He's like, what else should we be doing? So he's not into cuddling. No, (laughs) no, apparently not. Not at all. So that's a pretty simple answer. I mean, it's kind of the same as what Wes said. I mean, it's like I I get home from the gym. I want to take a nap. I mean, maybe it's kind of the same situation. (laughs) Like you you just burn some calories. You just want to treat yourself to a little bit of R&R. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. So next one with what men are really thinking, uh, our gay edition, get the gay man's perspective. Why do nice men date mean women that's tricky now that that was a situation that we had a woman send us a message at facebook.com slash mix milwaukee her brother if i remember the situation correctly her brother really nice guy apparently he mm-hmm. runs a, a nonprofit in southeastern wisconsin okay. he helps take care of their grandma he's good to her daughter his niece but is dating this woman that's a little bitchy and short with people hmm. and not really welcoming and not really nice and so she asked, why does that happen? 
I can tell you from experience, I know men that are great guys and they are with these ice queens yeah. of women. Do you have any perspective on that? If they're so nice that they're they're trying to make the world a better place, they're like trying to fix the girls. Interesting. Is that, I mean, is that maybe a thing? I, I know like... I've dated some kind of assholeish guys, and, and you're I, like the nicest guy right. ever. So I think part of me was like, "Oh, I can, I can make this guy nicer. I can, I can turn him into like the great guy that I, I see the potential there." So maybe that has something to do with it. I think you have something really good there because that's probably what it could be. Wes McCain's answer, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm totally just throwing Wes under the bus, but this <laughs> is what Wes said on the yeah. radio. He basically said, "She's hot. If she's oh. hot." They don't care. I, you know, that that, so that bottom line, it goes down yeah. to looks. Naturally, Maybe. you, you so, not being into women. You're, so you're... I didn't even think about that. I was like, I, it didn't even occur to me that she could be smoking. I'm just, I'm thinking like, oh, well, I know a lot of great girls who have reversely dated totally terrible guys. And I think a lot of times it's the same there. They, you know, they think that they can save them. And fix um, them. And I wonder if the reverse could be true for, you know, guys dating ice queen girls. Now, would you say some of the guys that you've dated that perhaps were... Total Jags. Were they really attractive, though? Were they really good-looking yeah. guys? I mean, yeah, they were. Um, so maybe, yeah, it's a so, combination yeah. of both. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be therapy for me. Yeah, this I is, think this so. Is. <laughs> this is all about therapy. Okay, next, why do men do dumb things? For example, this message, we had a woman call into our show and told us a story about how she was on a date with a guy, second date, thought things were going mm-hmm. well, and he asked out the waitress in front of her. Hmm. And and that went under the category of why do men do dumb things? Why do men say they're going to text and then they won't? Why why do men say I'll be home at eleven? They're home at two a.m. I mean, under right. the umbrella for what men are really thinking, why why do men do these things where you just well, you want to bang your head against the wall? I think I mean I don't know about the guy who asked the waitress out because that's pretty stupid and kind of shady. But that's terrible. I think. I think guys are kind of stupid sometimes, um, especially this is going to sound really horrible. Um, but like, I think straight guys kind of are just they're just dumb sometimes and they don't always think about the consequences of like what they're doing. And they're just like they're in the moments and they see something that they want or they they want to do something and they just kind of do it and they don't always you know follow through. I think it's just maybe part of the way our brains are developed. That's almost exactly what Wes said. He basically explained it in a sense of animal instinct yeah. that men just they have that narrow focus. They perhaps can't multitask as much. They see that one thing, they go for that one thing, and that's it. Kind of like, not to compare men to dogs, but (laughs) dogs, I had a lot of male dogs growing up, Mm -hmm. and when some of them aren't neutered, they still have those hormones, and when they see a female dog, they will run across the street, risk getting hit by a car, just to go after that. Just to do the thing. Just to go after that female dog. Right. Which is kind of in a way sort of what still happens in the world of humans. Right. I mean, maybe it's slightly more evolved, but maybe a little uh, but bit. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, but what about the whole men say that they'll be home at one time and they come home really, really late? What's uh, up with that? Well, there's probably alcohol involved if that's the case. <laughs> I'm, alcohol or maybe something else? Well, I mean, both. I think they go hand in hand, right? Like yeah. The alcohol and the bad decisions. They're both kind of intrinsically together. So I... I think maybe that's part of it. I mean, does anything really good happen after midnight? Nothing good happens after midnight. Some good things. I think the that some of the more questionable decisions that people make are usually happening after midnight or at least uh, after the influence of several cocktails. Yeah, true that. All right, so Bjorn, before we wrap up here, we're going to do something called Rapid Fire. A friend of mine, when I told her that I had you on the show yeah. and we were going to do a podcast together, she's like, you know, all these stereotypes that come with being a gay man, is any of this stuff real? Is it not? And so together, she and I came up with this game called Gay or Nay. 
So we have we have these just random questions that we sort of put together. This is gay or no, this is not at all. This is very much just a big old stereotype that you maybe feel like the gay community wants to remove themselves from. So to all speak. right, that's a that's a big burden, but we'll see if we yeah, can show right. That. You are now the poster child. <laughs> I'm the spokesperson right now. for all the gays. So rapid fire, gay or nay, going to a baby or wedding shower because there have been times I've had gay friends that are mm-hmm. invited because they're sort of best friends right. with the girl. Is this gay or nay? Do you want to go to these? Uh, I'm going to say nay. There's lots of girls who, you know, you really love and you're part of you're the part of your lives and you want to be there for them. But at the same time, like being surrounded by a group of women and you're all fawning over the baby shower accoutrement, like not really our scene. Can I tell you, as a straight woman, I can't stand baby or wedding showers. Yeah. Like who who goes to those and says that they love them except for grandma? Right. It's just it's a lot of uh, hubbub. You know, it's right. just all this all this extra pomp and circumstance. And I just I feel like I don't know. No one really wants to do that on like a Saturday afternoon. There's probably other better things for you can four do. hours, and right. it turns into six hours because somebody wrote too long of a message in a card. Right, and then that Julie you have needs to, to sit and read for everybody. Right, and sit there and have to make a hat out of bows. Like no one gives a shit. <laughs> there was a baby shower that I went to. And this person may or may not be listening to this podcast, but it was an interesting thing. It was an interesting game that happened. They play such crazy games at these showers sometimes. Mm -hmm. This baby shower, they had baby bottles full of juice and every woman had to chug the baby bottle and whoever could drink the baby bottle faster won a prize. And I am watching my, at the time, like 80 year old Mm -hmm. grandmother chugging this baby (laughs) bottle while all my relatives are saying, chug, chug chug to my grandma and i looked around and thought where the hell am i this is so crazy and maybe slightly inappropriate and grandma looks like she's about to choke on this bottle that sounds like torture i'm like why would you want to do that it's like that's like a frat party for like you know pregnant women like why would you do that why would you do that okay so we know now the that that's a nay don't if you have your your gay friend unless they say the words please invite me to your wedding or baby shower yes don't invite Okay, uh, going shopping with your straight girlfriends, gay or nay? Uh, that's pretty gay. I think we're, we're cool with that. Yeah. Um, just, you know, don't expect us to do it like on the weekly. Yes, once yeah. in a while. And you have to go with us to the stores we want to shop at, too. There you go. Uh, sending dick pics, gay or nay? Ooh, uh, super gay. Super gay? <laughs> Absolutely. Bjorn, there is an actual website out, critiquemydickpic.tumblr.com. I just heard some friends of mine in New York were talking about on a radio show that this woman, if you send her the pics, she'll critique them. And if they're good, she'll put them up on the website. Interesting. And she'll give feedback and all kinds of stuff. Okay. And I thought, well, that, that, I like straight, that concept. Are straight men sending this in or are gay men sending this in? I bet that the straight men are probably sending it in to her because I think the gay men are probably already pretty good at taking the dick pics. <laughs> um, and, and we've already got the feedback, I think. Do you know the biggest takeaway I took from listening to that segment on that radio show is that for men, if they want to send these pics, which, by the way, (laughs) women don't want to receive it unless we say, send me that. Absolutely. I I think that's a great point because even for the gays, I feel like unsolicited dick pics are super rude and um, sexual harassment, kind of. Kind of creepy. I mean, but... If when we're consenting adults and you're into it, great, bring them on. But See, if I it's feel like, like in the gay community, no. I, I feel like there's a lot of gay guys that are like, "Oh, you, I've been thinking about you. Let me, let me send you the dick pic." But there's like a conversation that's happened before that, it's or not just an interaction. It's not like out of the blue. you see a cute girl on Tinder and then you just like send her a pic, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and and getting back to what she said is not good for the dick pic. Is if it's just 
that. She said the best ones are the ones where like it includes like your abs a little bit, or maybe it's like a yeah. full like like waist to like face type picture. So those are those are better. I would say there's definitely a lot to consider when it comes to the dick pics. So you've got like you've got lighting, you've got angle, you've got background. You know, like you don't want your dirty laundry like in the background, or like you don't want your, your crappy dirty la- furniture. Like you don't want that in the background for any picture you send. No. Can I just say that for anyone listening to this podcast, if you are showing your baby bump and you are in the shower or in the bathroom and your shower's behind you and you have not washed that shower in the last five years, right. close the shower curtain. Mm-hmm. There should never be anything in the background, right? Right. And if you're, you know, if you're taking your dick pic in the mirror, like for God's sake, Windex the thing first because there's <laughs> nothing worse than like this like dirty mirror and you're like, this is not. Not hot at all. Like, Why is it polka dotted? Oh no, wait, that's right. just toothpaste on the mirror. Right, gross. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. And yes, we've now turned this into how to critique dick pics. We are now yeah. doing the the job of what the Tumblr website is, which is it's a like, real website, by the way. I think that that's kind of fabulous. I feel like that's going to be my new time waster. <laughs> like, well, and this woman is genius for thinking of it, but she did mention that there are some days she's a lawyer during the day. Okay, but she said there's some days that she doesn't even feel like looking at these pictures. She's well, just over it. And I'm sure some some of those pictures are probably really revolting. I would say 99.1 percent yeah. of them probably are. Yeah, because men are all about themselves and that part maybe more right. than they should be. Totally. So they think like this picture is going to be the best one ever. Maybe. And it's it, not. And it's not. But there is an art to it, I think. And I think that the gays probably have... Figured have, it out? Well, at least they've gotten a little closer to figuring out that So art. do you think a guy listening to this who wants to send one of those pics to his lady should talk to one of his gay friends to be like, hey, what kind of tips do you have? Sure. Gay or nay to ask your gay friend to give you advice on a dick pic. Gay or nay? Uh, gay. <laughs> and I think I think for a straight guy, if you ask your gay friend for advice on anything, that's flattering because that shows that you like you value their opinion and they maybe have some really good thoughts about what you want to do. Right. You know, whether or not you get into like showing your gay friend your dick pic for a critique <laughs> before you send it to someone, like that's a little uncomfortable. Yes, that changes things because right. it's no different if if I had a male friend and if my male friend who were not at all interested in each other, if right. he did the same to me, it would be uncomfortable. Totally. If he just talked to me about it and said, hey, what do you think? Should I do this to her? That's different. That's just getting right. advice. Right, right. But no, if you want to get critique, you just go to critiquemydickpic.tumblr.com. Which, by the way, I feel like I should reach out to that woman after this podcast <laughs> and just say, we gave you so many plugs. Right. We should have her on. We sh- that's fun. Okay, get her on and I'll come back and we'll all critique them together. Yes. That sounds super that's fun. That's what we... Okay, that's the next podcast. Okay, next, gay or nay? Tinder. Nay. What do you, grinder? I, I say or? nay, because the gays the gays kind of came up with like geolocating and, and hookup apps, and uh, they had that before Tinder, like before, the, kind of before the straight community adopted it. Yeah. So I would say, even though Tinder does offer, you know, guy for guy uh, connections, I think the gays have other apps for that. They've got Grinder, they've got Scruff, they've got... Any number of them. So I th- I would say nay on Tinder. Nay on Tinder. Okay. Uh, next. Does there need to be a more feminine person in the relationship? Nay. Totally nay. Um, because People I, feel that way, though. They do. And I think that with Will that- they ask you that? Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. cut you. Well, they say, who's the girl? Who's the guy? Yeah. And that, that question like is kind of offensive because you're assuming that there has to be a more feminine person. I have gay friends who both guys are super masculine mm-hmm. on sort of like traditional like butch roles. And I have gay friends who both uh, are slightly more effeminate and they get along great. And and just because someone's demeanor is one way doesn't necessarily reflect like their roles in the bedroom, which I think is kind of the underlying yeah. question that people are asking when they ask that. Yeah. Um, so I would say nay. 
Good answer. Yeah. Good answer to that. Sports, gay or nay? Both. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Totally Because both. people do not feel like there's a friend of ours whose son is not into sports. He is not into sports. And someone made the comment of, well, maybe he's gay. And I almost lost my mind. I'm like, yeah. what does that even, because he doesn't like sports? That right. doesn't mean anything. Not at all. That's so narrow-minded. No, I ha- I mean, I personally, like, I was not so good at the sports. Um, but I well, have Well, you friends- did just say the sports. The so, sports. Yeah, I, yeah, I was you. not good at the sports. I was like, <laughs> certain things with balls, like, we can deal with, but like, not not sports. Back to dick pics. Wait, <laughs> yes. no, something else. Okay. Um, so, I, you know, some people just, they're not athletically inclined. But I have friends who play on softball leagues, on dodgeball leagues, kickball leagues. They, you know, they... There's there's a gay volleyball league here in Milwaukee. Yeah. So I would say sports are sports are for everybody. Well, and nowadays, as people one by one are starting to be more open with their sexuality, and you're finding in professional sports that people are becoming more open. Right. There are still several gay men that are playing professional sports that are in the closet. I'm sure there's m- more than several. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And hopefully there can come a day where they can be out and be on these sports teams, and no one's going to care, or no one's going to say, "Oh, number twenty three. Oh, you know." Right. The gay basketball player. Yeah. I, Why does I, it have to even be that? Yeah. I think that day is coming. I think, you know, it's it's a long process, but I think that, you know, someday that it won't be an issue. People always talk about like, oh, you know, I don't want to be in the locker room with someone who's this way or that way. But I think realistically, especially on like a professional sports team, I think people are there to win. Like they're for the game. They're not there to especially be that concerned level. about you know, yeah. like whether or not they're showering with someone and who that person is dating. Well, there's uh, the pitcher for the Detroit Tigers, Justin Verlander, who's engaged to model Kate Upton. Mm-hmm. Kate Upton was on Watch What Happens Live, and she was asked the question, do you and your fiancé, Justin, who's an mm-hmm. MLB pitcher, do you have sex before the games? And she's like, never. There's never sex before the games. Right. And she says, and if he plays a really hard game, there's no sex afterwards. Mm-hmm. Which, back to your point, they're not thinking about that if they are not there with a multi-million dollar contract to win a game. Right. They're there to work. It's called being a professional. Absolutely. And and especially, like, you've got you know millions of dollars on the line. You've got your career on the line. Yeah. The last thing you're thinking about is who some guy is dating, like, you know, afterwards. You're thinking about, like, what you did and, and how you can be better at it. Well, and for men that do feel nervous about being in a locker room, perhaps with someone that's next to them that's that's gay, do you feel like that's more that straight man's issue? That it's more... Yeah. But what? What do you feel that, that is going so, on in their brain? I, in, their, I, in their head? I think the this is going to sound maybe a little, like, a little harsh, but I think that straight men, when they're in a locker room with someone who's gay, they're afraid that the gay person's going to treat that straight man the way that straight man treats women. And they're afraid that they're going to be objectified or they're going to be sexualized. Whoa, this just got think real about it. Yeah. deep, it, I'm sorry, it did get real deep. But, but what, but, but, but but think about what that. a double standard. Because yeah. it's like, not all men, but many men will objectify women, especially perhaps at the gym. You know, right. tes- testosterone's mm-hmm. Pumping because you're working out, you're feeling yourself, you look at yourself in the mirror, and there are times as a woman will be working out, and you feel like some guy is just looking at you, and you want to say to them, I'm not here for you. Right. So now they're in the locker room, like you said, perhaps next to a gay man, and afraid or uncomfortable, so to right. speak, feeling like he's doing the same to them that they just yeah. perhaps did to us outside. Yeah. So you think about Mind it. blown. Yeah. So you think about like, you just, just think about like a girl and a guy and a straight guy looking at her butt. And he thinks that's okay. But if there's a guy behind him in line looking at his butt, suddenly that's not okay. That is 
that you really just blew my mind with that because they they don't think of it that way. Yeah, they don't see the double standard. It's a totally a double standard, and I think that that is maybe why people are uncomfortable. They probably don't realize it. I mean, that's like that's higher level thinking. Like maybe you don't get all meta about it, but I think that's really like what people are concerned about is being overly sexualized when they don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know that's it's a really good point to bring up for straight guys and gay guys and women like and everyone in general yeah that's a really good point bjorn what is your hope for uh, this is going to get real deep but like <laughs> the future of the future of the gay community there are so many young kids that are still struggling with their sexuality and not even just kids there's adults oh, for sure. that are still trying to figure out their path and what what they identify with so to speak what is your hope for anyone maybe listening to this that is struggling with their sexuality doesn't know who to turn to how to talk about i mean what they identify with i would say to anyone who's listening who's you know maybe still struggling with it like it does get better and there's a huge campaign called it gets better you can find their website and you'll read stories about people who once they came out or eventually you know their lives just got so much better after they faced that struggle and and rectified it yeah um i mean for me personally my life got way better after i came out and i wish i would have done it earlier um when did you come out i came out at 16 okay um but i knew for a long time before that and i felt like once I came out and I was honest, everyone around me was just so much more comfortable because I was comfortable. So it does get better. Now, that being said, like if anyone is maybe dependent on their parents or they think their parents aren't going to react, like if coming out is going to put you in an unsafe situation, I don't do that. I mean, make sure that your safety is top priority. Yeah. But eventually, like it will get better. And frankly, I think like someday down the road, like my hopes and dreams for the world is like living in a world where the labels don't matter and they all kind of fall away and you're just... People, you know, interacting with people and not necessarily gay, straight, bi, trans, queer, any of that. Well, there's so much talk of that right now, especially mm-hmm. everything going on in government. And it's like one day you turn on the television and there are certain people that can't use a certain bathroom. And then the next day right. it goes back to this. And then there are friends that are worried they're not going to be able to get married to the person that they love anymore. Right. And they could kind of be, for someone that's young, perhaps scary to them because they're seeing all these scary headlines absolutely because they feel like am i not going to be accepted am i not going to have a normal life because of what i what i believe you were born with you were born this way completely agree no sorry lady gaga i totally just killed your song but (laughs) that's okay it's kind of a gay anthem so i think that we could we can take that gay or nay gay gay she's pretty gay she's (laughs) real gay but that can be scary for a young child that turns on the news and hears their parents talking about some of this going on in the world because they feel like what's what's the world going to be like for me it is and i i think that's actually a really good point for parents to consider too is like maybe think about what you're saying at home because what you say could interact with your children and they could be influenced by that and you know, you might just be making a passing comment about, you know, a bathroom bill or about, you know, something that you see on TV, but that your kid might be internalizing that and that could be yeah. really scary for them. Um, but it doesn't change who your child is and it shouldn't change how much you love your kid. Right. Love is love. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bjorn. Uh, you're always so much fun to hang out with and you're such a fun guy. Will you be back on Fifty Shades of K? I would love it. Anytime you want. Because we are going to talk to critiquemydickpic.tumblr.com. We need to talk to the creator of that site. That sounds fantastic. So there and might be a whole podcast yeah, on dick pics. That sounds fantastic. And, you know, anytime you want another gay opinion uh, to maybe counteract Wes's, you know, give me a call. I love it. Thanks, Bjorn. Thanks, Elizabeth. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe so you can be updated when there's a new episode. So to subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone, 
Open your podcast app or use your Google Play app. In the search box, type in 50 Shades of K. Now the 50 is spelled out, so it's five zero Shades of K. Once a podcast comes up, click on it and then hit the subscribe button. And as always, if you have any comments or suggestions for this podcast, feel free to email me at elizabethkradio at gmail.com. That's elizabethkayradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.